Blog Talk Radio. Hi, this is Larry Ball, former Miami Dolphin. I'm listening to the Fantasy Jester Show. I'm Arturo Freeman, former NFL player, defensive back, and I listen to the Fantasy Gesture. This is Pat Sertan, and you're listening to the Fantasy Gesture Show. Know your role and shut your mouth because the people's champ is ready to talk. Somebody get the people's champ in here. Oh, wait. Son of a gun, that's me again. Hello, folks. How's everybody tonight? Welcome to the Fantasy Gesture Show, coming to you from beautiful D-Land, Florida, I am he, the fantasy jester. Is there anybody who doesn't listen to I, I think the crowd is lessening of the people who don't listen to the fantasy jester, and in particular, sports people who listen to the fantasy jester. You know, as I've made my way, and I am celebrating, we are, all of us here, we've got a little bit of a party going on in the background. You might hear some noise, and... You know, people going out. I have most everybody outside, okay? But we got a couple people walking in and out for ice and stuff like that. But, you know, I tried to keep it outside. People complaining in the background uh, on other shows. But we, uh, we're we celebrating four months. FantasyJesterSports.com went live four months ago, and a lot has happened since then. We are happy to celebrate that night with you tonight. And yes, that growing list of sports figures that listen to the Fantasy Jester show, they, uh, they're telling it. They're telling it as it is. All right. I literally have a list of how many sports figures are now listening to the Fantasy Jester show. I'm proud to say so. It's a quickly growing list, and I really don't have room for it. I could probably fill uh, 15 minutes already uh, of just constant. Who, who's following Fantasy Jester and what names and tonight? I mean, look at tonight's guest. We have Cleveland Indian radio announcer Jim Rosenhouse tonight. It, it's a uh, pre-recorded interview with myself, JT, and Tate, and he's been more than glad coming on to the show and talking to us. He uh, is a fan of the show, and he also, in that interview, will tell you. Where he ranks JT and I in the Fantasy Jester show as the MVP in the Cleveland Indians season so far this year. We're going to have that. We're going to take a look at Tate's article on FantasyJesterSports.com, National League pennant race. We have the NFL preseason, the latest. And which camp did I invade this past week? We're also going to talk a little bit about wrestling and SummerSlam and some of the suspensions that have been going on and uh, what is going on with the WWE. It's just uh, been a little crazy, folks. I, I, I've never seen wrestler after wrestler get suspended. Uh, and now it seems like Eva Marie is actually going to fight her suspension. The first time I've seen a wrestler fight their suspension, but... She had a prescription for the Adderall, so, and there are many uses for it. We're going to talk about that tonight. But like I said, we're going to have uh, Jim in here. We've got JT coming on the show any minute, and uh, we're going to get into that real soon. 
But first, you know, folks, uh, we're getting close, and I, I've got to point this out to you uh, because it's really starting to aggravate me. We had Gary Ruad on here uh, a couple months ago, and we're in the middle of a fight here, and it's really coming down to crunch time. And I need you all out there, anybody that's listening, please tell your friends, put it on your Facebook, put it on Twitter, put it anywhere that you have to. Uh, this can't happen. This really can't happen. Gary Ruat, for those of you who are tuning in and don't know, has now turned 17. He was 16 when this first started. He's now 17, and he's going blind from LHON, which is Leiber's, Leiber's disease. And it's a deterioration of his eyesight. Now, the craziest part is, is that the FDA has, is basically letting him go blind. There's a study going on, a gene replacement study that is helping people with this disease. And it is giving them sight, a good portion of their sight back it only gives it in one eye, but it gives them their sight. They're able to see. Uh, and now you have a 17-year-old young man who can't get into this study because he's not 18. Because he's not 18, the FDA is willing to let him go blind. Because he's not 18, he's willing to emancipate himself. And the FDA said, no, we're still going to let you go blind. Now, this is no longer just trying to get somebody's attention. This is a desperate plea for help from anybody who hears my voice right now. And here is why. Time is running out. In order to get into the study so that this man, this young boy, will ever see normally again, or somewhat normally, actually, again, time is running out because you only have a year after you've been diagnosed. That year is coming up in January. I've talked with the family. It's sad to say they're scared. They're getting very scared. Young Gary just started school. It was the first time with his eyesight because it keeps getting worse and worse. It was his first time having to start school, barely being able to see it. 17-year-old high school student. Having to deal with that, it's not easy. And there's a cure. There's a solution, not a complete cure, but a solution so that he might be able to see somewhat out of his eye again. At least one of them where he gains a good amount of his sight. There's something that can be done. Imagine being the parent of a child. Imagine your child is about to go permanently blind. There's a cure out there. And the FDA has said, I don't give a shit. I don't care. Let him go blind. This is becoming a very real and scary fight. We cannot let the Ruats Gary Sr., Gary Jr., Jennifer's mom, beautiful people. doesn't matter. I don't want to hear about any child 
out there having harm done to them, losing their sight when something can be done. That is absolutely disgusting on the part of humanity. So if you hear my voice, I'm asking you, please, we need more people. Go to change.org. Look up the name Gary, G-A-R-Y, Ruot, R-U-O-T. He's on there. He's been on there. We need more signatures. We need more signatures. I'll say it one more time. We need more signatures, folks. Time's running out. We need your help. Please, please help that young man. I know you will. God bless and thank you. One other thing before I bring in JT on a sad sad note as well. A good friend of the show, Bill Crude, is ill, partially paralyzed. Good man. And I'm sure JT will be joining me in the sentiment. We send all prayers and love to Bill Crude and wish him and his family all of the best. Hopefully they'll be able to help him. They're not sure yet if this is going to be permanent or not. This is what happens. Wrestling is real, folks. One too many shots to the head and you get cervical problems. And now he is not really walking anymore. Prayers out to him and his family. All right, folks, enough with the serious. You know, I don't go serious very long. I got to get back to my jokes. I got to get back to having a good time. I got to get back to sports. But I had to get those things off my chest. Today, we have a really fun, really great show and a great interview. Jim is just an absolute fantastic guest. Love talking with him. And the other man that I love talking to, talking about people that I like talking sports with, You know, I I joke all the time about my co-host, and I'm about to bring him in, Jason Townsend. You can find him on Twitter, Fez437, F-E-Z-437 on Twitter. Ask him anything. He'll be more than glad to answer you, give you his opinion. But this is a guy that there's a reason why he's on the show with me, and it's uh, his extensive knowledge of sports. And I just – I can literally sit there and talk all day with him on sports and, you know, without – any any further BS going on? Let me go ahead, bring him in. That's right. From coming from God knows where for the latest information for all you fantasy players, Jason JT Townsend. How are you tonight, sir? Jester, I'm doing fantastic. I'm coming to you live from the war room here tonight on the reservation, and, uh, yeah, I'm getting set for a few big drafts tonight and tomorrow, and I'm also set for a fantastic Fantasy Jester show. We've got a we've – I'm telling you, you know, what I was talking about at the beginning is after four short months, uh, we're rolling nicely. We've We've got some interesting guests now, tonight, and we've got some great, even better ones lined up coming up, JT. Yes, yes, and I'll tell you – you know, it's funny when we when we did that interview with uh, Jim. You guys are going to hear later on. Just something listening out. Now I live in Ohio, so I hear 
uh, his broadcast, very, you know, I tune in him often. Uh, the guy just has that kind of voice that just draws you into the uh, – makes you feel like you're sitting there right next to him. So uh, I'm really looking forward to hearing this interview. So, Yeah, a great guy to talk to. I love talking sports with him, no, no doubt, no doubt. And, uh, yeah, later on, as the show is going on, folks, um, this, is, this is what you're dealing with now. As we get into fantasy season at any given time, uh, one of your announcers over these next couple of weeks, whether you're listening to this show, the Gridiron Guys on Thursday, 7 p.m., or to the FXE Live, the wrestling show on Wednesday night, 9 p.m., uh, either one of us, JT or I, could be drafting as the show is going on. And uh, actually, we're glad we don't have a show tomorrow, but we do have two drafts <laughs> together tomorrow, JT. Yeah, we do. Uh, big, big time draft tomorrow. So, Dynasty League. 14-team league, so it's uh, some serious competition. Serious competition. You got guys, I'm telling you, you got some really great guys. Folks, the leagues that we're talking about for tomorrow, we play in all different types, all different formats and everything. That's how we're able to tell you and keep up to date on the news because we're doing the research for our own leagues and telling you, you know, what we're doing. And you're getting it from two rather uh, successful guys in the uh, fantasy sports world. That is 100% for sure. So both JT and I can document our success without a problem. And, but we're also playing against some really, really good competition. You know, guys like uh, Keith Mack or Tate Dello, you know, I could go mm-hmm. down the list. Just absolutely you know, phenomenal I'll, I'll, players. Mark Higdon's another one I want to throw out there. You know, the guy's won three, uh, three belts in yeah. 12 years in, in the one league. So that's another one that joined two leagues Heavy now. Heavy hitter. Shout out to him. Mr. Higdon out there and, and your Florida Gators. But, uh, yeah. yeah Heavy hitters. Team. So, no, let's be realistic, though. It's more like 13 teams and Sam Clump. <laughs> it is Sam Clump and his 13 trade partners. <laughs> Absolutely. If he could trade with himself, he probably would. He already had. You didn't hear the latest? Oh, he just traded himself his own pick. Did they announce the deal today? uh, No, they're still hammering out the final details of how it's all going to work out, but the negotiation has gone on for a week on how to trade uh, the first-round pick to himself. It it almost makes me think think he's the Randy Orton of the Fantasy League with all those voices in his head. Oh, he's got voices in his head. I'll tell you, that poor man's got voices swirling in his head. Anyway, folks, uh, enough of the inside stuff so that we can get to the stuff that you know what we're talking about is the right. NFL preseason and the Miami Dolphins. I, I just went to the Miami Dolphins camp. And, go ahead, JT. What were you going to say? I got I to gotta tell you this because this hits home on two fronts. So the Jags are playing the Bucks this. And the Jags are up now 7 nothing. The uh, first uh, touchdown is listed, and I, there's got to be an error in this somewhere, but it says Prince of Mukamara catches a 14-yard touchdown pass from Blake Bortles. Now, this is ESPN, mind you, and, you know, there could be some errors in the preseason, but I just find that quite amusing that Mukamara couldn't catch a cold, which is why he plays corner, but somehow ESPN has him listed in the offense. Wow. Yeah, uh, I, that's a good one. I, I'll have to check into that or ask somebody here. Everybody's busy eating and outside right now. You well, know, you, know, you, got the party you, know you can't hear a thing on. all of a sudden. 
You know why? You can't hear a thing. The food hit the table outside. <laughs> it's true. It's true. Okay? You don't see. You're not going to hear peep. And you know what? In two weeks, folks, on the FXE Live show, the August 31st show, we're going to be having a, uh, a very large uh, party here, a signing party uh, for some of the wrestlers that we're going to have. And anyone that's in the DeLand, Florida area, you might want to join us because the jester, Ready JT, you might want to come down for this. We're having my famous, I, I make my own famous, uh, and they are really, truly famous, baby back ribs that night. Mm. Oh, I've heard about this. Trust me. So they, uh, yeah, they are, they've made their way around and they will be, I am getting several racks for this party that we're going to be having in uh, a week and a half now. Wow. Wow. Okay. Then, and then the following night after that, we follow, (laughs) we follow up the next night with a two hour football special on the gridiron guys, where we're going to have a couple of special guests. So, the fun and hijinks is just going to continue. And one of the things that I had fun and some hijinks with is so far is my trips around to the Florida football teams, their camps this year. I've been to Jacksonville. I've been to Miami now and uh, going to Tampa this uh, coming week. And I'll tell you, it's been, it's been fun. It's been good meeting the guys that I've been able to go ahead and talk to Miami um, I, I, they pull a Jekyll and Hyde on me. You know, they looked solid when I saw them the other day, and they really did. And I like the idea of what I saw last night in preseason. They, the line, the offensive line that they came out with last night, if they start the season with that and keep it the full season just like that, I want to see how that line grows. And, um, you know, we had talked about it during the game. Like you said, they basically came out with four offensive tackles and a center. And um, mm-hmm. that's fantastic. I, I was fine with that. Here's my concern, and it's a new one that's popped up for that team. You know, uh, I wasn't there, – there's two areas of concern, and both are on the defensive side of the ball, to be honest with you. Uh, the first one is, uh, and we've both talked about this, is your corner situation, okay? Uh-huh. But the newest one that I saw the other night, and I hope this isn't a thing, uh, a sign of things to come, because if it is, it, it spells a very bad season for the uh, Dolphins and the Dolphin fans. You have beasts up front. And, and like I said, I saw them up close and personal and and Mario Williams took off his Jersey and his pads and it looked like he still had his shoulder pads on. Um, it was, he's just a, a a mountain of a man. You've got Indomitian. Yeah. You've got Cameron. Wait, I mean, you've got a defensive line that, you know, is taking up five to six men on that offensive line at any given time without a question. Okay. Leaving, the linebackers free, it should be, to cover the run. And I saw runs being ripped off left and right on them. And linebackers nowhere to be found. And, and it makes me wonder what's happening. If, if you know that you've got that kind of defensive line, your linebackers should have a pretty easy day. 
they sh- I would agree. And if you look at Miami over the last couple of years, the it's been the back seven on the defense that's really been the issue. Uh, you know, rotating linebackers in and out, rotating to a corner. I mean, other than Rashad Jones back in the secondary, it's been pretty much a uh, you know ro- rotating positions left and right. Linebackers, I think Kiko Alonso, when he's allowed to play a full game and can kind of get uh, used to playing that middle linebacker position back, I think you're going to see a lot of that change. I also don't think Miami was Miami was playing a pretty vanilla scheme last night against probably what's widely considered the best offensive line in football. Yeah, my question is this, though. Um, why why – I, okay, I happen to like uh, a, a safety on your team. I, I and not just because I've talked to him, but just by the way he plays. Mm-hmm. Where is Walt Aikens? Why isn't he there? Uh, you know they've got him listed as strong safety with Rashad Jones, but this is a guy that you know again, he's a former corner. Either mm-hmm. a put him back at corner because I'm sorry. Byron Maxwell got lit up like a Christmas tree last night. Again, it doesn't seem like anything different from last year. Okay, and the other side is such a question mark. How is he not at least playing one of those corners? That's first. Or putting him in at free safety. Uh, well, I just don't understand me, where is where is he and why isn't he in there? There's a guy that I'd well, like I to see that, that can handle the run. Right. Well, I can answer you that, though. You look at one of Miami's better signings this offseason was uh, Issa Abdul-Kadesh from Detroit, sixth season, uh, 6'1", right under 200 pounds, uh, you know, playing that safety position. So, and a lot of, a lot of teams were high on this guy. A lot of, a lot of teams liked him. We were able to get him. Um, he's athletic. He's kind of another Rashad Jones. I mean, not as talented or well-known as Rashad Jones, but somebody who has a very similar skill set. And I think, you know, what is it? You pay him the money, pay to play, you know. Uh, I think you're going to see that that is your safety. I think you're going to see uh, Aiken more as a nickel linebacker, uh, nickel corner hybrid. Uh yeah, yeah, pretty much. Uh, I just, like I said, I, I'd like, when I saw what was going on last night and nobody, nobody there for the runs, uh, and I know what I saw from Walt at practice personally playing, covering the run and whatnot, but I'll tell you, uh, I really, where are the, those linebackers, that was scary last night. If a team, if teams can run on you in the NFL, you're not likely to have success as a team. Right. And I, I think you're looking at a vanilla preseason defense. I mean, let's be honest, 72 Dolphins went 500 in preseason as well. So, and that's what we are right now. So, seven, yeah, 500. So. As the Miami fan speaks, folks, we are going to go ahead <laughs> and pay some bills. <laughs> Hi, folks. Fantasy Jester here to talk about BreadFromYourBed.com, and I am with Ethan, the son of the owner, Joey, from BreadFromYourBed.com. Say hello, Ethan. Hello. And how old are you? Four. Okay, Ethan, thanks. Uh, We'll get back to you in one minute. And here's a little bit about BreadFromYourBed.com. 
They're both a business services website and a personal finance blog. They discuss ways for people to make extra money from home, and they offer a wide variety of services for your businesses. If you need more traffic for your website, if you need social media management or marketing, if you need a website built, or if you just want to make some extra money online, these are the guys to do it. They have worked and provided results for clients ranging from small to big, and will show you some of those results, including the statistics and the numbers. I highly encourage you to check them out if you're looking for help for your business to grow, or you're looking to learn how to make some extra money from home. Ethan, where should people go if they're looking for a website? Headfromthebed.com And where should people go if they're looking for social media management? Headfromthebed.com And where should people go if they're looking to make some extra money? Headfromthebed.com And where should people go to get help starting a business? All right, and if uh, they want to work from home, where should people go? Um, Bedfromyourbed.com All right, Ethan, one more time, let me ask you. If they want to spend more time with their kids, where should parents go? Um, Bedfromyourbed.com That's right, folks, breadfromyourbed.com What's up, I'm Miles Jack, you're listening to the Fantasy Jesse Show. That's right. I had to throw in one more player. Why not? JT, how are you? We're I'm back. great. This is, yeah, we're back and ready to roll. Back and ready to roll. And I've got a caller uh, on the line. And I think I have an idea who it is. They're just trying to be slick calling from another number. But when it's only one digit off from your regular number, I kind of have a feeling. But let's see who it is. To my surprise. Surprise caller. Who is this? Uh, this is Nick Dello calling from the beautiful beaches of Hawaii. Close. Ah, Nick, how are Close you, sir? No, no, no. He got you. Uh, I'm doing pretty good. Just chilling at the beach. Chilling at the beach. Um, yeah, I, I thought you guys were talking about the Dolphins, so I had to chime in with some other AFC East. And uh, so those Bills today, whew, <laughs> 21-0 on the Giants. Yeah, no, fantastic, fantastic showing by Buffalo, okay? Uh, it is good to hear. Uh, and, you know, Nick, you know, here's what's said, that somebody would go ahead. And now I don't know if it's, uh, it was your dad's idea or whatever, um, because I noticed your dad isn't here talking the uh, stuff to me about how my Giants did today. It's sad that he would send a brave young soldier in the Army uh, out to take his bullets for him. But if you want to take the uh, shots, that's fine. I'll, I'll be more than glad to send them your way. I can reach Hawaii from here. So all I have to do is say Rex, Ryan, and that's it. I'm done. You have a great day. Enjoy yep. your enjoy your team, and uh, make sure Rex collects that trophy that you get for that August win. <laughs> well, no, it's a beautiful win. Absolutely gorgeous. Uh, it is one of the best. I'll tell you what. I'll tell you what. Twenty-one nothing over my Giants. Okay. Here, I'll say it to you. It's the best preseason win I have ever seen 
of a game that doesn't mean anything. I mean, that was absolutely spectacular <laughs> for a game that meant nothing. Yes, no, it was fantastic. I loved it. Uh, it was a good game, and then uh, wide left also to keep the shutout alive. Nice. Nice. Well, hey, listen, like I said, me personally, I'd rather go wide left in a preseason game than wide right when everything's on the line. Yeah, yeah. I agree. That's terrible. You're just having to take these hits, aren't you? I mean, (laughs) you're a proud young man. You're doing this country and all of us proud, okay? And you're being left to hang out to dry, okay, to take shot after shot because you were raised no, hey, listen, I don't blame you, Nick. This is clearly on your dad's shoulders. You can't help the fact that you were guided to the wrong football team, okay? I was you know, not. I was not. Oh, wow, and you were brainwashed, too. Folks, check it's him out, Eagles, Army. Man. I mean, come on. Somebody get a hold of his uh, drill sergeant, please, and have him checked. He's been brainwashed. He really feels he's great. got a great team. Aren't you glad you called? Oh, that we do. Oh, yeah. Most definitely. <laughs> JT, you're awful quiet there. Oh, I was just, uh, I was just enjoying the show. <laughs> <laughs> it's a great show to listen to, isn't it? I'm telling you. I love listening to this stuff. <laughs> Absolutely. It's I always mean, fun talking just, to some yeah. good friends and Jester and JT. No you know, doubt, Nick. No doubt. This is a great, this is a great, great surprise to have you on the show. Absolutely love it. Absolutely do. Uh, that is great. Great to hear from you. Glad things are going well. And uh, yeah, I guess it's not that bad of a draw when they tell you, uh, okay, son, we're going to send you to Hawaii. Yeah. And then for three years too. The only thing I hear that's uh, bad, I have a, a very good friend of ours. Uh, she's in the Navy, and uh, the only thing that she says is that it's getting used to the uh, lack of some of the foods that you have on the mainland. Yes. I hear the most recent dilemma was the wing, the wing issue. Yes. How there's no dust out here, and I have to settle for Buffalo Wild Wings. That's great. Uh-oh, uh-oh, and the Fantasy Justice Show is now being taken over by Delos as we have another one on the line. Another, here, he's going to be a brave soul. He's going to try and come on and defend his team, okay, to the best of his poor ability. And I say poor ability because no matter what he's going to say, it's still August. But I'll bring him in. JT, Kate is on the line. Yeah, I kind of figured that. Yeah, I'm going to put Nick on hold for a second, bring bring in Tate for a minute. Tate, what's up, sir? How are you? Great to hey, you. how are you guys this fine evening? Oh, I'm absolutely <laughs> wonderful. I am so happy you called, sir. Yeah, I figured you might be. You know, after uh, your wonderful New York Giants took a beating from the uh, JT's Miami Dolphins last week, and then yep. today they couldn't even score against our Buffalo Bills. What's up with oh, that? Yeah. No, I can see this setting up as the trifecta in my life, too, because um, every year in the preseason we play the Jets ever since uh, no. they've invaded our home. And I, and I can see this happening and setting up now is I'm going to lose the trifecta. 
I will lose to the Jets. And I promise you one thing. At that point, you might want to put me on suicide watch. I will be looking for the (laughs) tallest tree I can find to hang my fat ass from. Because let me tell you something. There is no way that these these teams that they're playing, if these games really counted, I'd, I'd be killing myself if they really lost. Because that is an undermanned Buffalo defense. How the hell didn't we put up points? And I really, I can't wait. I didn't see the film of the game, and I'm, I will see it tomorrow. I promise you that. Well, well I listen, want to know now, hold on. what the hell hold happened. Hold on, hold on. Now, wait a minute. If you want to watch the film, I actually hear it's um, rated R for violence and uh, depression for, for any you know, NFC East fans. So, you know, you may want to check with your parents before you watch that, Jeff. Hey, really, it can't be any worse than the last, I don't know how many seasons of the Dolphins, though. So, I mean, I, I'll be able to watch it. if sit. Hey, listen, if you can sit and watch the Dolphins for these past several years, I can sit and watch my Giants have a poor preseason game. This so, is where I I'll wish we fine. had Sigmund Freud on. You know, this is a, you know, typical deflection. It's deflection tactics, folks. That's all. The gesture got caught with his pants down tonight. He thought he knew who was calling, but he was wrong. Now, mark this down. You're not going to catch it where the gesture's wrong often, but it did happen tonight. <laughs> Yeah, it did. It did. Uh, bring Nate. Uh, last, I gotta bring Nick last, back in. Last for one but not least, real quick, I just wanted to mention. Yes, it is just preseason, but yes. at the same time, it's supposed to be like practice. You're supposed to practice on how to score and how to kick a field goal. And your Giants obviously weren't doing that tonight. So, you know, maybe maybe they got some things to work on. They've got that backup kicker that they've got to get in there with Josh Brown being suspended for the first game. He didn't hit his field goal, so we'll see what goes on here. Yeah, yeah, exactly. You know, hopefully we'll have a uh, the kicking situation solved by the uh, last seconds in a Super Bowl game so that we wouldn't hit it uh, wide in either direction. You know, so we we've, got, we've got from now until February. Sorry? Some 90s music for the jester to listen to, some early 90s music for the jester I'm to listen sorry, to. I'm sorry. 2000 what? I'm sorry. You, I can't I say anything that to you guys. No, that's right. That's right. We, we've we won in the 2000 era, okay? And uh, neither one of your team. Uh, Buffalo is a whole other story. But um, <laughs> the Dolphins, I mean, you know, I look at the perfect team and I see grandfathers. So, I mean, and, oh, and now I'm okay. hearing There still is a perfect team, but there yeah. still is a perfect team. I almost wish we had lost to New England to end that crap, but uh, almost. Uh, but, yeah. There was nothing better. There was nothing better than that one loss, though, I'll tell you. Uh, <laughs> folks, uh, uh, both Nick and Tate, thanks so much, guys. I've got to go ahead and keep going with everything. Thanks for calling in, and congratulations to Buffalo. I, I honestly – um, great job by them today. They were more prepared and more ready for the game, and I can't wait to see exactly uh, why my team looked as poorly. But congratulations on the win, and I, I hope for good things for you guys, for your team. I really do. Uh, it's just going to be tough with that defense, I think. But, hey, that defense threw a shutout today, so what do I know? Tate, thanks so thanks, much. Jennifer. We'll, we'll see talk you. with you later. Yeah, Tate, will be seeing you on – this Thursday for the Gridiron Guys. And also, folks, you can go to fantasyjusticesports.com and 
see some of Tate's writings now. Tate has joined us. He uh, writes an article once a week. It, it goes out every Wednesday. I am very happy to announce that and uh, really look forward to more of his writings. Now, at the beginning of the show, excuse me for one second. Thanks. I needed that. I was really going dry because I went on a nice rant about the Buffalo teams. Anyway, um, we had a pre-recorded interview this week, absolutely fantastic interview with Jim Rosenhaus. And right now I'm going to play that interview for you. Enjoy. Okay, folks, thank you for tuning in to this uh, pre-recorded interview tonight. It is my honor once again this isn't the first time. I mean, he must be a glutton for punishment coming on to the show uh, twice like this now. But we had him on earlier in the year, and we're bringing him back now. Cleveland Indians radio announcer Jim Rosenhaus is coming on the show with us. Uh, but real quick, we've got JT on the line. JT, give everyone a holler. Hey, I'm ready for this. Uh, baseball's heating up. we got the postseason not too far away. What a great night to talk baseball. Oh, fantastic. Absolutely fantastic. It is really, this is the time of year that, you know, just baseball, each and every game, each and every out is so crucial. It is just great drama being played out before us. And also on the line tonight, you know, we have a, we have a wonder kind, it seems like. He, he's starting to pop up everywhere through FantasyJesterSports.com as a writer. He's on the Gridiron Guys. And now here he is on the Fantasy Jester Show, moving up to the big time, Tate Dello. Tate, how are you tonight, sir? Good. How are you guys this evening? Better than most. Not as good as some. But uh, without further ado, I, I didn't really... On. Yeah, uh, but and nothing personal, Tate. We love you, and I love JT. Uh, but I really, I'm not here to talk to either one of you right now. I could talk to you guys anytime. The man making time for us right now, and his time is special, and we appreciate this. Jim Rosenhaus is on the line. Jim, how are you tonight, sir? I am doing great. How are you? Fantastic, fantastic. It's a beautiful night in the land. It's uh, about 83 degrees and sunny right now, and. Uh, I noticed today uh, you had that makeup game with Boston, and there was a chance of showers, but that never happened. Thank goodness. Uh, we, we've been dodging raindrops all weekend here, and um, actually it worked out pretty good. As we started on time, there were no delays or anything like that, and and a really good ball game today. Uh, a good pitcher's duel throughout. A key home run for Big Poppy. Uh, David Ortiz had another one, and what's been a, a tremendous season for him, and. The Indians had a chance to win it in the bottom of the ninth, but uh, Craig Kimbrell was brought in from uh, for Boston for this season for situations just like he faced today, and he got through it in the ninth inning, and the Red Sox came away with a one nothing or a one run win. And they almost didn't. There was two outs there, and that ball just sailed right at the foul pole, and uh, I just I couldn't believe that, but. You know, before I ask you my first question, I, you mentioned uh, Kimbrough, and I've just got to ask you something. Is, is that the most annoying stance you've ever seen? <laughs> I don't know if I'd call it annoying. It's unique. And, and you know, I think in today's game, maybe it, it just seemed like maybe uh, in the past there were, there were more unique 
deliveries or, or set positions, things like that. And so uh, he may be one of the, the last of a dying breed to, to do something a little bit different. But uh, it definitely is unique, no question about that. It reminds me of Parkman and the uh, little shimmy at the plate in uh, Major League. But, no, I, what I wanted to ask you is, you know, Obviously, you came on at the beginning of the season with us, and, you know, you, we have now seen the effect that you coming on our show has had to the Cleveland Indians. We have basically made them uh, who they are today, and uh, there is a choice of MVP. Uh, is it the Fantasy Justice Show? Are they the MVP for the Cleveland Indians? Is it Lindor, or is it Napoli? Or do you have somebody else? Well, considering I have to hold myself accountable to those guys, uh, I'm going to go with Napoli <laughs> and with Lindor maybe a close second and maybe Jason Kipnis a, a very close third. Um, there's a lot of good choices, and I think when you have a season like the Indians have going, that's usually what happens. You have more than just one player carrying a ball club. But karma-wise, certainly from the karma standpoint, it couldn't have hurt to go on your show early in the season. There you go, folks. You have it right. Jim Rosenhaus just said it for you, folks. Uh, we came in fourth. We came in fourth. We're on the list, though. That's what I like, and I hope other teams are paying attention. Listen, if you have a slumping team, if you're like JT's Oakland A's, they could use anything right now. Uh, a new stadium would be nice. Yeah, exactly, but – uh, there you have it. Yeah, I uh, when I look at the uh, Indians, I think Napoli is just uh, phenomenal this year, and I think it, because you expect it from Lindor, you, I don't think everybody expected this from Napoli. Uh, did you, Jim? Well, you know, he he hadn't been fully healthy in the past couple of years, and and that's probably the biggest key is that. Uh, heading into last off season, he was finally healthy. You could see it uh, toward the tail end of last year when he was traded over to Texas, put up some pretty good numbers with the Rangers at the end of the year, and it just seemed he was getting stronger and stronger the further he got away from a surgery, unusual surgery. It was to correct sleep apnea that he had had the, the prior off season, and once he got past that, and could have just a normal off season of, of working out, getting ready for a new year. Uh, the Indians have really seen the benefit of that. And not only he leads the team in home runs, he leads the team in RBIs. So the production is there. Uh, but what he's meant to them in the clubhouse as a veteran player, one of the few in that clubhouse who has been through a pennant race that's that's gone all the way to a World Series win, uh, that's invaluable what he can pass along to the younger players, and he has done that. And, and there's been an attitude shift in that clubhouse of of what it takes to win ball games consistently, and that he's been a big part of that. Before JT uh, asked his question, let me just follow up on that real quick. Uh, is somebody like Napoli uh, considered almost like a, an assistant coach, assistant manager, you know, helping out the young guys? You mentioned his uh, – his presence in the clubhouse. Is that, is that pretty much he helps uh, get Tito's message across to the younger guys? You know, there's a little bit of that, but he, um, he's not the most vocal really. I mean, he'll, he'll say stuff when he needs to, but uh, a lot of it is by example. And, and it's interesting because there's a several different metrics that you can use to 
to clarify how a team is doing base running wise. And and Terry Francona will tell you base running sets the tone for a lot of other stuff. Now the Indians lead the league in stolen bases, so that's out there. But they're also extremely effective at going from first to third, taking the extra base when it's there. And Mike Napoli's not the fastest guy on the team, but he mm-hmm. sets a tone when it comes to going from first to third, uh, stretching a single into a double. Just the effort that he puts out as a 35-year-old guy who's had some injuries. If you're a young guy like a Lindor or a Ramirez or, or some of the others, how do you not put out your best effort if that guy's doing it? So. It's that type of leadership that I think is most important from his perspective, and and it's really worked well. Gotcha, gotcha. So, so Jim, you you've got a chance. Obviously, you see these guys on a daily basis. At what point during this season did you say to yourself, "Okay, we've got a legitimate shot at the postseason this this year"? Well, they had the 14 game win streak from mid June to July 1st, and prior to that, they played some good baseball. But when that happened, that's when I think you thought, wow, this could be a special season. Because not only did they not lose for three weeks, which is crazy in a game of baseball, uh, it opened things up a little bit. They opened up some some breathing room in the division. Uh, They opened up some breathing room between the 500 mark and well above that, which is where you need to be at the end. So I think that's when it really kicked in that, that maybe something special is going on. And and all this is being said with the idea that there is still a long way to go in the regular season. Absolutely. And they they have a boatload of games against their closest pursuers, which would be Detroit. So this thing is not over by a long shot. Um, If they don't play well down the stretch, they could miss out on the playoffs altogether. So there is that feeling in the clubhouse of, hey, it's not – it's not a finished job yet that there is still a lot of work to do, but uh, you have a manager who embraces that and there's players in there who embrace it from a fun standpoint and not really from a pressure standpoint. Gotcha. Gotcha. Now, Jim, I, I have a rookie on the line. We we've told the rookie boy, he could join us uh, on the show with you. He has earned somewhat earned the right to at least ask you one question. Take, Dello is with us on the line. Tate, what's your question for Jim? Well, Jim, I kind of want to take it away from just this year and question for you. I know you've been broadcasting for a long time. Um, just wondering if you have a couple of memorable moments or some favorite favorite recollections of things that you've been able to see or experience or be part of as part of the broadcast team, not just with the Indians, but maybe even back your time in, in the minors and other places. Well, I think definitely when, when your team makes the playoffs, it, it's always a big deal. And, and the first year I was with Cleveland was 07, and they had that great run to the American League Championship Series in a, a game seven against the Red Sox that, that they eventually lost. But what a great run that was. And, and in 2013, just to make the playoffs, they had to win their last 10 games of the regular season and did, which was extremely unlikely and and uh, something very uncommon. And, and so I think those, at least at the major league level, would be uh, certainly the two highlights. Uh, during time at AAA Buffalo, the, the team won three different championships, and those were fun. So I think the common theme there is any time you have the good fortune of 
of following and, and watching a winning ball club, it's usually pretty enjoyable just uh, because there's some games in there that, that maybe you shouldn't win that you did and, and they're surprising. and uh, It's just a, it's a lot of fun. And I think maybe baseball more than any other sport because it's every day uh, when you're in a winning situation, uh, it just it goes by so fast because there's no there's really no time to to enjoy it fully, but there's no time to, to experience the low points either because you're right back at the ballpark the next day. So I think that's what's what makes it special. Exactly, I like that. I, and I like the idea of what you just said about not getting a break. Someone who's getting a break now and is I guess he's on permanent break according to his agent is A-Rod, and you happened to be in town when uh, A-Rod made the announcement. Were you at that interview, Jim? I did. I went to the press conference. Now, uh, at that press conference, uh, let me ask you, what was the mood? What is the mood in that room as far as how the writers feel, how the other announcers feel? How You know, in general, is it that, you know, they're glad to get rid of them or are they – uh, unhappy to get rid of him because he provides so much material. If you're in the media, uh, is a rod liked, you know, pretty much amongst the media people uh, that you've run into. Well, I mean, it's, it's hard for me to speak to, to what the beat reporters in, in New York think about him. It, it was interesting in that it wasn't just um, the writers and TV people and radio people, but uh, it was a requirement for the team to be there as well as teammates. And, and this was two hours before game time. And, and yet they were told, Hey, this is a mandatory team event that you need to be there. And mm-hmm. I think everybody probably has a different opinion of a rod, uh, just based on what's happened in the past. I, I think there's no denying that he's put up great numbers, but there'll always be that cloud of could he have done it? Had he been clean the whole time and, and what kind type of impact, would that have had? So, you know, it's funny because two days earlier, Mark Teixeira announced his retirement, completely different circumstances and a completely different feel in the room. And I think that's fair, you know, a fair question for you to ask is that, you know, with Teixeira, here's a guy who just, you know, he, he had a fine career. Came to the realization, yeah, came to the realization at the All-Star break that, uh, he was just too banged up to continue. He had, he had had several injuries the past couple of years, so uh, you know he was he was sad about it, but was wanted to announce it so that he could just go out and, and not have the team worrying about, hey, do we need to get him at bats between now and the end of the year? Is he going to re-sign this, that, and the other thing? He wanted to make sure that everyone knew what was going on, so they could proceed accordingly and and maybe play some younger guys and, and things like that for the future. Whereas with A-Rod, I'm still not convinced he's done. I think someone's going to sign him and give him a chance to get to 700 home runs. I really do. So that I think there was that cloud. There was just, I think, a, and maybe it was just me. I don't know. But mm-hmm. I just felt there was a cloud of skepticism hanging over the room that, really, this guy's going to take his release on Friday and – just kids and not play anymore. I, I'm not. I'm not buying it until you know a couple of years go by and he hasn't played again. But I, I think he's going to play somewhere this year. 
My original opinion, once I heard that, was that he'll end up and go get the uh, other home runs somewhere else. And then I'm kind of leaning towards Miami. But today on MLB Network, they were talking where he wants to, he doesn't want to do that simply because he wants to stick with the Yankee organization and work from within. So that would be a, a big shock. My question, though, uh, on that, Jim, is this with A Rod. Um, he, uh, uh, the best way to put this, he, as a polarizing figure, you see what's gone on with him. You've had a obviously, you've watched his career. He's gone from ball club to ball club, and he's been hated everywhere he goes. I, I mean, whether it's the fan or the team, it seems like, and now. Here's a guy who's played 22 years in the league. What did you think about Girardi denying his request to play third base in his last game? You know, I, I thought it was kind of odd because uh, what would have been the harm in doing that? Now, I will say Joe has been uh, pretty steadfast and, and just, daily comments saying that he still feels that they have a chance to reach the playoffs. I think that's unrealistic, but I think, it, you know what, as a manager and a competitor, that's how you're, you're raised. I mean, you, until they tell Correct. you mathematically that you're not in it, you're in it. And then Terry Francona will say the same thing. The Indians have, have uh, the last couple of years been close, but you never really thought they had that run in them to, to get there, and and that's how it played out. But he, as long as the Indians weren't mathematically eliminated, he played every game as if they were still in it. And and I think that's what Joe Girardi's doing. And and he truly feels that he has a better chance to win without a rod at third or a, even as the DH. He just didn't feel that he was capable of producing anymore. So that's how he made his decisions, whether those were right or wrong or not. That was his belief. Gotcha. gotcha. You know, Jim, this year, this year in particular, it's been a hot summer. No matter where you're at in the United States, it's been a brutal hot summer. You know, and uh, you're talking about some of these stretches of games uh, that you guys are playing every day. Uh, who's that guy? You know, you told us a great story last time you were on about Terry Francona and water balloon fights and keeping it loose in spring training. Who's that guy that's in the dugout, the player, you know, every day, day in, day out, keeping guys loose, you know, keeping the mood up. Yeah, there's probably a couple of them. Um, yeah, I think Rajay Davis keeps things pretty light. Carlos Santana, uh, Jason Kipnis, the Lindor, certainly. Um, most of the group is, is pretty easygoing and, and quick with a joke and things like that. So some of the starting pitchers, too, on the days that they don't pitch, they're they're kind of ringleaders of, of horsing around a little bit. But um, I think for the most part, you know, it's hard to pick out one or two guys because most of the club is, is pretty uh, – has a pretty good feel for keeping things loose. So, uh, yeah, kind of hard to pick out one. You know, I heard uh, earlier in the season there was some reports that said that they uh, reenacted the live uh, chicken ritual from the actual Major League movie in there or there was something to do with Jan Gomes. Can you uh, extrapolate on that any? 
Well, they did, yeah. They they absolutely did. He was having a, a tough year at the plate and had gone through a just stretch where he wasn't getting hits, whether he was hitting the ball hard or not. There were great defensive plays. So uh, in the clubhouse in Minnesota, they did, uh, and it wasn't a live chicken. They went to the store and bought a chicken. Um, <laughs> but they did the whole ceremony, and uh, sure, enough, the next, sure enough, the next day he got a base hit, but then in the same game, suffered an injury that still has him on the shelf. So I'm not sure if they didn't do it properly or or it just didn't work the way it was intended. But, yeah, it was uh, the range of emotions that weekend was, was pretty high. Gotcha. Gotcha. Let me, uh, as a fantasy guy, because I think JT's got one more for you, and then I, I have this one for you as a, as a fantasy player, Jim. Uh, I want to get a jump on next year. Who's a guy down on the farm system for the Indians that I should be one or two guys that you feel we should be paying attention to because they could be on the big league roster next year? Well, I think it's fair to say Bradley Zimmer, who's an outfielder that uh, just got promoted to AAA recently, uh, a recent top draft pick of the Indians. I think he would be a good one to invest in right there. And, uh, you know, he's a little bit further away, but a guy just had a 50-game hit streak snapped last night, mm. Francisco Mejia, but he's an A-ball, so he's not close to the big leagues. But uh, it'd be kind of cool to have him in your portfolio as a guy who had a, just a tremendous hit streak. But, yeah, I'd go to, I think Bradley Zimmer has a chance by next spring uh, to start making some noise about sticking on the roster. Nice, nice. JT, you have uh, one more? Yeah, one last question for you. It was big news at the trade deadline, the whole no trade of Jonathan Lucroy to the Indians. Uh, you know, I was shocked. I would honestly thought that was a great move when it was made uh, to hear that he rejected that uh, trade to Cleveland. Um, what was the reaction around the team about that? It was a disappointment because there was real excitement earlier in the day. Uh, they had learned that they had acquired Andrew Miller, and then they thought, wow, if Miller and then Lucroy, uh, it, it was yeah. a great morning. Um, so there was, yeah, there was disappointment because it went from being a great morning to a really good one because they got Miller. But you just felt like, oh, boy, so close to having one of the better trade deadlines and, and certainly an impact player. So, yes, players were disappointed. I think some of them just felt, well, you know, that that's why he put it in his contract to have that option. And that's his prerogative. Others were a little more outspoken that uh, they thought it was uh, a bad move on his part. Um, obviously, it worked out for Luke Roy because he went to a team in a very similar situation to the Indians. So from his standpoint, it worked out great. But from the Indian standpoint, that was a tough blow for them. Gotcha, gotcha. Jim, thank you so much uh, for joining us uh, tonight. What I want to ask you uh, before you go is uh, maybe you can uh, – if you guys make it to the World Series, I, I want you to rethink that MVP list. Maybe I think maybe we could be above Kip. If we could get to third and above Kipness, because you had Kipness at third, uh, if we could get to third on that MVP list, if you make the World Series, uh, I, think I, I, I think we deserve that. I think we definitely how do. about how how about if the Indians win the World Series? I will gladly place you above Jason Kipnis. Oh, oh, oh! Okay, I just you're on. One guy, 
<laughs> one guy on this phone did call for it. It would be, you know, I'm, I'm, sure, I'm sure if I ran it past Jason Kipnis, he would completely understand if the, if the trade-off was winning a World Series. He's a good guy. Uh, that's great. That's great. No, I, and please, Jim, yeah, I hope you guys uh, do – in a way, because I really would like to see, I I have a, yeah, I have a lot of Cleveland friends and I really do wish the wealth was the Indians. Well, but I have to listen to JT constantly going, I said Cleveland and Chicago when we were talking to Jim, you know what that's like listening to uh, almost on a daily basis. Now, as you guys get closer to this, I can't be good. No, sir. No, sir. It's not, it's really not. It's not. Jim, thank you so much for joining us. We look forward to having you you on again. Thank you so much for your time. Everyone, that was Jim Rosenhaus on the line, and absolutely fantastic. Another great interview with him, and we are so blessed to have him on our show once again. Thank you so much, Jim. And now we're going to bring you back to the Fantasy Jester Show and the live broadcast. Thanks for joining Hi, folks. It's Barbara here for Deep Obsession Charters. Whether you live in the beautiful West Palm Beach area or you're planning on visiting the Sunshine State and you love to dive, you have to contact South Florida's premier dive operators, Deep Obsession Dive Charters, out of the West Palm Beach area. They are a full-service dive operation. They've got everything from equipment sales and rentals, and they're also a PADI-certified dive center, and they offer certifications from beginning all the way to pro. Deep Obsession offers wreck dives, reef dives, night dives, and dives to the beautiful Blue Heron Bridge, which was voted one of the world's best macro dive sites. But their best adventure, I believe, is their baited shark dives. Here you will be educated on the importance of conservation of these beautiful endangered creatures while being up close and personal with them. It's truly an unforgettable experience, I tell you. For the best customer service in the industry, with fun and safety as a priority, you can book your next dive adventure at deepobsessioncharters.com, or you can call them at 561-707-2045. You can also find Deep Obsession Charters on Facebook and Twitter, or you can check out their videos on YouTube. Remember, for the best dive experience in South Florida, it's Deep Obsession Dive Charters. Dive, dive, dive! Hi, this is Jim Rosenhouse with the Cleveland Indians, and you are listening to the Fantasy Jester. That's right, folks. You're listening to the Fantasy Jester on the Fantasy Jester Show, brought to you by FantasyJesterSports.com. Your kingdom for everything fantasy and more. Absolutely fantastic, fantastic time talking with Jim the other day. As you can hear, he is a... uh, He's just a great, fantastic guest. He, he really is. And, you know, as we're moving along here, I need to go ahead and talk to you about some of the things that are coming up on the uh, show and on the website. You know, don't forget, on com, we have Reebok. I'm, the reason why I'm telling you this is because these are listed on the site When you click on them, okay, you're going to find out because you're joining from my site, they are giving special promos. Uh, The ones that I sign up for and I put on the site are special promos for the listeners 
so that you folks are getting something, you know, different ones who offers free shipping, who has 20% off at one point over the, uh, over the past couple of months, you, you probably, you've missed it. Now we had 70% off some items just because you're clicking on from the show. We have Reebok, we have Fanatics Apparel for all NFL, NBA, MLB, NHL, NASCAR, various stuff. I mean, they've got all kinds of stuff for the big sports fan. We've got K-Swiss on there. We've got all the shops and stores for the major sports, whether it's basketball, football, hockey. What did I leave out? Football, basketball, hockey, basketball, hockey, football, baseball. Cover all of them. You like the sport, we've got the store on there. Click on the actual articles. You'll get to see it on there. On the front page, we've got 888.com. You want to go ahead. You want to gamble on any of these teams that you're following. You want to go into the casino, play a little blackjack. I'm a blackjack person myself. But they have a full casino on there. If you join right now, you get 30 bucks. If you join through PayPal, you load it up through PayPal. You get 30 bucks back. Can't beat that. You have Halo on there, the e-cigarettes on all the uh, wrestling pages. You have Sports Integrity for memorabilia. Everything that a sports fan could possibly want, you're going to find on FantasyJesterSports.com. We have the swag page, all the Fantasy Jester gear you could possibly want. For your fantasy, you have a fantasy player at home. They follow the fantasy jester. Get them a coffee mug. Get them a travel mug, T-shirt. We've got everything. You name it, we've got it listed. Go on there now. And it's nice to know that a portion of those proceeds go to the Make-A-Wish Foundation. Absolutely fantastic charity helping kids' dreams come true. We've all heard of them. You know who they are. You know what they do. Then you have the actual auctions now that are starting on eBay. You can go to eBay right now. We've got the Reggie Jackson signed Sports Illustrated Edition, signed Reggie Jackson, Mr. October. We have the Jacksonville Jaguars linebacker, rookie draft pick this year, Miles Jack. Signed glove by Miles Jack for auction. FXE Live. Now, we're going to get to some of our shows. FXE Live on Wednesday nights. Our wrestling coverage. Absolutely phenomenal reviews. Getting We're getting a lot of people following and a lot of people from the wrestling world. That is what the numbers that I like to see is finding out exactly who in the industry is following us. Because if you have people in the industry following you, that's usually a real good sign, and I'm really pleased about that. We have Gridiron Guys every Thursday, 7 to 8 o'clock, and now as the season gets started, you see why we picked that time so that you can listen to us just before the game starts, get your final news on the game, the fantasy player of the day that you might want to look at, or bench, get that from us, and why. We've got a two-hour special with special guests of the NFL coverage of the Gridiron Guys this September 1st, one week before the season starts. Really looking forward to that. 
Also, folks, oh, I have to remind you of this. I'm, I'm, <laughs> yes, I got it. I got it. I got people showing me their phones. I, I, I know. I know. I've been forgetting lately. I have to remind everybody, iTunes, folks, you want to listen to the Fantasy Jester, you missed an episode, you want to catch up on past episodes, you're a new listener. You want to hear some of the other guests that we've had. And we've had some fantastic guests, fantastic stories. We've had Jim Rose in the house before tell a funny story. We've had Jeff Cross, former Miami Dolphins uh, defensive end, on the uh, show telling an absolutely funny story. Find out which player got taped to a goalpost naked. All this on iTunes, folks. Listen to our past shows. You'll find out why we are the fastest-growing podcast right now out there. Thank you for making that happen. Those people that are listening now, thank you, thank you, thank you for making it happen. JT and I work very hard to make sure we do our best. We keep adding sponsors. The show continues to grow. And now, as we continue to grow into our show tonight, I'll be bringing JT back, and we're going to be talking about the WWE and what's going on. And then, real quick, we're going to be talking about the National League pennant race and the article that's currently on FantasyJesterSports.com by Tate Dello. Uh, with his NL predictions, we will be giving you ours. Hopefully, he is um, not being overwhelmed by his draft and is on the line right now. JT, how's it going in the draft, sir? Uh, doing good. We're up to three drafts right now and the show, so things are rolling. Nice, nice, nice. Any good pickups? Any surprise pickups? What, what did you get that was good so far? Uh, I got some good stuff so far, but... Since I'm uh, drafting with a uh, world-class player and yourself tomorrow, I prefer not to divulge that information at this time. Oh, I tried. I tried. I tried. I tried. I tried. I was hoping that you'd get so caught up in the show, I'd get at least a tidbit of where you're going tomorrow. You are slick, sir. You are slick. Uh, I tried. All right, folks. Did. Anyway. Yeah, I did my best. You got to admit, it was a good shot. I tried. It was. It was good effort. But during that whole segment, I said, I know when I come back, he's going to try to steal something from me. I'm not going to give it to him. So. Uh, uh, I hate it. All right. I'll see you tomorrow at the draft, buddy. Wrestling. (laughs) Wrestling. Yes. WWE. We've got SummerSlam. And as we're coming into SummerSlam, uh, could we see a company anymore in flux? I mean, you've seen some shows wow. where you got guys. Yeah, you got guys going against. I mean, guys going against jobbers, women going against jobbers, women women not even wrestling. The show's not even happening. And then uh, now we're up to what is it? We're at three suspensions uh, this past week. Three. Yeah. Yeah. Oh, yeah. Yeah, it's uh, what's going on in, in, in WWE is a good question. Uh, you know, and the, and the one thing you, you haven't even mentioned for me yet that's got me all fired up is the guy that blew the building apart with Kevin Owens at your last pay-per-view is relegated to the pre-show. I mean, what are you, what are you thinking? The, uh, we've got, yeah, we've got Sami Zayn and no, all of a sudden cast off to no man's land. Here, you're the warm-up act, kid. I don't care if you just blew the roof off the place uh, recently. It, that doesn't matter. Here you go. Now you're back to uh, a warm-up show. And then you have Kevin Owens 
uh, holding the scarf for Jericho. <laughs> right. Right. So you, you think after the reaction the crowd gave them at Battleground, the, the dirt sheets and everything else and shows like our own have given those two guys since their match. So, of course, naturally, now I'm wondering, will he be on before the two jobbers actually wrestle each other? Or will he be, you know, be after those guys? Oh, my Lord. It's just, oh, that's just terrible. I don't, I don't see. That's just, you know, the more and more I think about it, folks, we have to start pushing the powers that be at WWE because, uh, come up, JT, hashtag WWE uncreative needs to start getting a push. Yeah, I think we need to start that. I think we'll start adding that uh, to everything. And, you know, something you pointed out to me uh, the other day when it happened. Now, on top of that, the lady who never wrestles to begin with, whether it's uh, wardrobe malfunctions, hamstring pulls, or traffic delays, maybe her and Joey have something in common with the traffic delays. But, um, you know, now she's suspended. And like you said, she's fighting it. What do you think of that? Well, from what I'm hearing, and again, it's from what I'm hearing so far uh, from more than one person, is that she has a uh, she has an actual prescription for it. Uh, I'm trying to find out what the actual prescription is for because it is used for uh, different reasons. It's not it's not just to stay awake. Okay, as some people use it, or for weight loss, that's what a lot of people uh, use it for as well. It's, uh, it's, I think it's for either her ADHD. Uh, it seems to be one of the main reasons why you use uh, Adderall. So we're gonna try, and I'm gonna try and reach out to Sarah Kelly and find mm. out both the. Yeah, I want to get her on the show uh, as soon as I can. I'll reach out to her, see what her schedule looks like. She is a uh, she's a very busy lady at the hospital. Boy, let me tell you, she works. A, it is a practically a mass unit where she works. Um, I will go ahead and reach out to her though and see what we can get on Adderall and on that. why. Yeah, both. I, I want both reasons though. I want to know why somebody would use it legally and why somebody, you know, would be using it uh, for nefarious reasons. So. Um, well, and you know. You know, what's funny about this whole thing is um, in Eva Marie's situation, uh, you know, if you watch some of the storylines on Total Divas, and by the way, I watch them for the storylines, um, sure you, you know, she mentioned the, you know, the Adderall episode. She takes that. So, you know, it's just funny no, that it's no secret. now all of a sudden, yeah, now all of a sudden she's suspended couple of questions uh, that are being raised and this is this is where we want to follow up on this a little bit more and I'll see what I can come up with in time for the FXE live show this Wednesday nine o'clock is how much of this is coming from Paige see I'm hearing mm. more than one place <laughs> I'm hearing more than one place that you know Del Rio fell then Del Rio snitched on Paige. Then Paige snitched on uh, Eva Marie. So, and, and all of this wrapped up in the idea that the reason that Paige is out 
is more towards the she might be in the family way for Mr. Del Rio. Mm, Okay. Who knows where that's going to go. And if she is, you know, what's being done about it, will she keep the baby uh, or not? Right. So, well, you know, there's a lot going on just through one. Yeah. This is why we don't recommend having uh, relations in our business. You know, <laughs> no, 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 nobody no. from the fantasy justice show or the other shows uh, can date, you know, the uh, production people or anything like that. We keep it all separate here. We don't allow relationships. Oh, no, man. And this is why I've seen I've seen the pictures of that blue beard. You're a sexy beast. I got to say it. You know, listen, the blue beard. We've talked about this. The blue beard plays and it plays. nice. Yes, it does. It really does. You know, that's what's funny. One last thought. One last thought on Paige. If she's got half as much piss and vinegar in her as her mother does on Twitter when she's ranting at people about her daughter, I could see where maybe she's the problem here. No, it's not far. It's not a far reach to think that if mama has a big bounce, so does her daughter. I mean, that's not really, that's not, that's not a huge stretch, but, uh, no, and, and and real quick on that though, JT, that is crazy. We talk about the blue beard, and, and just real quick, uh, as we come four months now, this is four months, and we've had a phenomenal four months. Uh, yes, into fantasyjusticesports dot com. Absolutely great time. It's been a ro- absolute fun ride. The crazy part is, is that once upon a time, I had to turn to my wife, uh, who is now Mrs. Jester. She's lost all identity, and she's now just Mrs. Chester. Uh, um, and I had to tell her I wanted to be this guy with a blue beard that reported on sports and covered sports. And she went for it. And the fact that she went for it kind of gave me an idea that I might be onto something. And now wherever I go, the blue beard does get noticed. It does get played. And it, it's met with – I thought it would be more – Met with, oh my God, this guy's an idiot. I I really I really thought that that's what I would be faced with, and I'm getting more of a positive response <laughs> than I ever. <laughs> no, I'm, I'm being honest Much as hell about it. I really right. I gotta be honest with you. I thought it was a good gimmick, but I never really thought this ever had a chance to work. Okay, and I'm just laughing uh, as they sell, say in the text. L M A O. I am laughing my ass off that the beard really works. <laughs> anyway, oh Lord. Yeah, no, the uh the SummerSlam is happening and if you remember correctly, for those of you who listened to FXE Live this past week, we had predictions and we left off without somebody's prediction. Yes. If I yes, remember we did. correctly. That would be me. I did not have a chance. Absolutely. I did not have a chance. And real quick, because I want to get to the NL predictions, I look at this match and I really feel that they're trying to push the new blood real hard. And I look at it and to have the, if he, okay, if he has, if he comes out as the demon king, He's got the belt. There's no way the Demon King loses. 
Now, if he comes out as Finn Balor, this is going to be the tell on it, folks. This is going to be the tell. Does he come out as Finn Balor? Because Finn Balor loses to Seth Rollins. The Demon King Mm. will not lose. So if you see him and that Demon King comes out, guess what? Guess who's got the belt? The Demon King. They're going to play it. Now, just let me let me throw one thing at that. There's no way you bring out the Demon King a week before SummerSlam and then plain old Finn Balor comes out of SummerSlam. You would think. But then That's again, I never right? thought I never I never really thought Demon King would come out. If he didn't come out on the first night, I never really thought you wouldn't see him until SummerSlam, so Good point. Strange, stranger things have happened. So, and that could be part of the story is that, you know, oh, Finn Balor can't beat me, so I'm going to bring out Demon King next time. Mm. So, that could be the little curve that they throw in. Who knows? I don't think so. Me personally, I think they have to go Demon King. I, I think they have to keep pushing the new field, the new blood, the new era, and they'll. The, Rollins, Rollins will survive. He's not going to lose popularity. They're not going to lose Rollins over it. Okay, it'll make for a good, uh, a good follow-up match the next night. And Rollins is over. A loss, like you just said, a loss doesn't hurt him at all. No, no, not at all. And like I said, right now they're rolling that new blood, and they're rolling that new blood nicely, and and they should. It's 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 a good feel. I believe me personally, and this is, I guess, my FXE in me coming out, is uh, I, I hope that they take the same route that we are in this. People want to see the theatrics and everything of Finn Balor and the Demon King. They want to see the theatrics of a Nakamura. Okay, they like that New Japan feel. But they also are, uh, there's a good fan base out there that are wrestling purists. And they want, they want to see old, some old school wrestling in this. There's a lot of people complaining and, and people in the industry that it has turned into a 5'8 man's game. That if you are 5'8, 5'9, 5'10 and a high flyer, that's more where they're geared to. Where are the big giants? Where, where, where are the, uh, the big guys and the power moves again? And some of the old school wrestling. So, me personally, I believe that should be a fine blend of that. And that is what actually FXE will be. So, if you like old school wrestling and you like the or you like the new feel of the theatrics of when the Demon King comes out, you're getting an idea of an FXE show and what it'll look like. JT SummerSlam, not going to miss it. It's going to be a great show. Probably one of the better cards. I mean, considering how poor the shows have been to get to it, it turns out that it's an actually great card uh, with some great I, – I can't <laughs> wait to see the outcome of these. Uh, do you feel the same? I mean, it's a pretty good card. Oh, yeah. Oh, yeah, the card, the card shaped up nice. So I'm looking forward to it. It's going to be a good night tomorrow night watching that. Um, hopefully some exciting matches for us for Wednesday. Uh, so, yeah, definitely think it's going to be worth the watch. Yeah, and like you just alluded to, folks, on Wednesday night, we'll be going ahead 
as always, talking about wrestling on FXE, 9 o'clock, without fail. We'll be there. We'll be talking about SmackDown Live. We'll be talking about Raw, and we'll be going over what happened at SummerSlam, a complete review. Three, the next three days of wrestling. It's going to be interesting to see how it breaks down, and we're going to be there right after it's all done, bringing you the coverage that we bring with myself, JT, and Joey Cage. Don't miss it. Wednesday, 9 p.m. I'm going to move along now, JT, a little baseball now. Let's get back yep. to a little baseball. We had Jim on, and an absolutely fantastic interview with him, as always. Always is. And uh, we have the recent article, National League Pred- Predictions, on the FantasyJusticeSports.com uh, website by Mr. Tate Dello. And um, you've had an opportunity to take a look at it. Sir? Yeah, oh yeah, absolutely. I've seen it. Okay. And uh, he has the uh, wild card being Dodgers, Pirates. Uh-huh. Dodgers win. He's got. Don't, I don't know how don't you feel about there. that. Yeah, do, don't do disagree. Do you agree? There. No, no, no. Neither do I. Go ahead. You were going to say something? I was just going to say, I think the Pirates. You know, they called up Josh Bell today, all you fantasy people out there. Guy batted a thousand, two for two, but he was still batting a thousand. Uh, brought him up with uh, Jung Ho Kong going on the DL today. Uh, and I think I think they have just enough pitching to get him into that wild card game, but the Dodgers will be a little too much for him. Bell's a nice bat if he can uh, stick with that. You know, if he can handle the adjustment. Kid's got a great bat. I mean, yeah, not, not adding is the problem. Pardon me? His defense at first base is the problem. You got John Jaso who plays great defense, but is absolutely yeah. putrid offensively, and then vice versa with Bell. So if we could combine those two somehow, well, and that's what they'll do uh, uh, when they have to have a DH. Probably is uh, switch him out to the DH position. At least I would if he's that bad defensively. Um, but yeah, no, I see Dodgers Pirates myself. Then he has the NLDS as the uh, Cubs as the first seed, obviously, uh, against the Dodgers. Cubs winning. I agree with that. How about you? Yep. The same here. Same here. Okay. Nationals versus the Giants. And here's uh, here's an interesting one, okay, Uh, because you have felt this way earlier in the season. He's got Nationals versus Giants. Giants win. You 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 yeah. felt that way at the beginning of the year. You still feeling that? Yeah, I still like the Giants. When it comes down to crunch time, their pitching staff takes over, um, and they always seem to scrap out enough offense to get by. I uh, hmm. You know, here's the thing. I've been waiting for the Nationals, uh, much like many people, I'm sure. I uh, I think they finally get over the hump, and I'm going to tell you why. Strasburg, he finally has gotten consistent second and had a great year this year. Okay, so it's not not just Scherzer. Now you got two pitchers that can be pretty much lights out. I mean, lights or out. can be pretty bad. Let's be honest, Scherzer's either either striking out twenty or giving up four home runs. 
he's been Jekyll and Hyde this year. So and Bryce Harper, I don't trust him any any in any way which you, you can think about it. The guy shows up some nights, disappears another. I just don't see it. I uh I'm pretty surprised about the second half that he is having. I mean, this is a guy that was crushing it last year. Mm-hmm. You think he's just mm-hmm. you think he maybe just taking it easy or believe in his own I think press? he's in his own what, head. What is it? Yeah, he's in yeah. his own head. At this point, he's slumping so bad, he's in his own head, he's thinking about it, and it shows at the plate. His reaction time's terrible. Mm-hmm. Cubs versus uh, Giants. He's got Cubs win. I agree because no matter who the Cubs play, I'm, I'm going Cubs. How about you? Okay. Yeah, I mean, Cubs, the only thing that can, like I said, the only thing that can derail them is if injuries. Interesting. All right. And then he has Rangers versus Cubs in the World Series. What are you saying? He's got Cubs win versus Rangers. Oh, the Cubs will, will smoke the Rangers if that's the case. I don't even think that'll be a series. I'd say five games. Five games? And you're taking the Rangers versus the Cubs, right? No, I'm taking the Cubs over the Rangers. Yeah, but that's who you're going to say is in the World Series. Right. If it's the World Series, I'm going Cubs. Yeah, Yeah, out of those two teams, Cubs all the way. All right, all right. Well, for uh, my World Series, what I would do is I'm going to pick – Oh. I don't have time (laughs) to give my pick? What is this? They don't like How come I always get left out? Folks, all right, if you want to hear my pick, join us next week on the Fantasy Justice Show, where we have one heck of a show lined up. I've got a couple surprises for you. And obviously, my National League prediction and World Series prediction. This has been the Fantasy Justice. Thanks so much for joining us tonight. From lovely Deland, Florida. And I am out of here. One opportunity. Everything you ever wanted One moment Did you capture Just let it slip Yo His palms are sweaty Knees weak Arms are heavy There's vomit on his sweater